If there was not ego or personal identity, nothing is wrong with your life. Nothing at all. So what we are going to spend time, if we have time today, is bringing you back to the power of this seeing. I'm going to call it the power of true seeing. I've been with you for some years now, yeah. and you've answered all the questions I I had and I never had. Mm-hmm. And I'm just here to say uh, the only thing I want is is to to meet you in my heart. Very good. Very good. I like it. It's a good start. You say, I've answered all the questions that uh, you you had asked and you could ask. And I'm sure that over the years, we have covered enough in terms of the, the actions and interactions that we have had uh, concerning the search for freedom. And uh, I've always put that to be the singular intention and focus of coming together in satsang. And, um, but you have put it also, answering the questions and even receiving the, the responses uh, that come, uh, listening to what I have to share by itself, is uh, not enough. It is only to now to um, bring that into a very practical um, understanding inside the heart. Learning, if it is learning, is not going to be enough. It is good, but it's not enough. It has to be the term we say realized, or it has to stabilize. It has to be um, alive inside your own heart. It has to be your own proof also. So um, what needs to happen, you see? And as I'm as I say these words, I have my full attention on everyone as much as I can do, having such a wonderful uh, group of people uh, I'm sitting in front of you. Um, what is to be done then? We have already gone past something that questions and answers, uh, knowledge at a, certainly at a verbal, mental, intellectual level is insufficient for uh, a complete um, recognition has to be something internal for you. And I feel very confident to stand before you, uh, because my guidance has really condensed into a very, very slim area that no one should be able to say, but it's too complicated, there's so many things to learn. There's so many things to remember, so many things to apply. I said, no, no, not like that. We have brought it down to a simple, I don't want to use the word formula, but some simple steps that I, I believe, irrespective of one's spiritual background or how new you are to satsang, I trust that the urge inside is sufficient to somehow propel you along the way. And what I have said, and I can summarize it very quickly, 
is that um, for everyone, uh, what is our experience? Generally, we'll say whatever it is that comes up in the mind from the past or from some intention in the future, whatever comes through the senses, uh, all these are perceivable phenomena. They are coming, appearing for some time, going. Very often, we somehow become engaged with them, and to become engaged with them, we take the flavour of personhood. So you become personal with them. You say, this thing is affecting me, I, I want to, and so on. And we speak very um, comfortably uh, with that self-reference as a personal, as a personal entity. These are my experiences. This is uh, how I try to apply uh, the best I can with what is arising in me through my mind and senses. So this is common for every human being. But uh, what I have shared, in, and I feel everyone, if you stop for a moment just to reflect on that, is that whatever you perceive or experience through the mind or the senses, including including the natural sense of oneself as a particular individual, all these things that we perceive are unstable. They come, they play, they go. Much of it, some of it, we retain in memory, some link in memory. But even the things remembered also are fickle, they are not firm, because even if you had the most accurate memory, your moods contribute to the way things are remembered, and something that was felt to be on one day very important, very, very important, another moment is not interested in it at all. So we are constantly um, uh, experiencing the variable. Things are coming and going. And what to be made of that? Why am I making some point of that? Is nothing to depend on there in any profound way. Our moods are changing, memory is changing, perception very, very subjective. All of this is changeful. This we can, I think everyone here can verify through their experience. It is true. So what is to be done then? What is to be done? If all that we perceive through the mind, through the faculty of memory, through the intellect, through the senses, are simply the comings and goings, the daily traffic of thought and emotion, feeling, ideas, projections, dreams, all these things, what is there to rely upon? And even the sense of ourself, ordinarily the one who for whom the world is appearing and for who who has to live in the world that they perceive in their mind, even this one is not stable. So next point. If all these things are perceived to be unstable, okay, oh, they come and go, and so because of the comings and goings, we create a kind of relationship with them, but they come and go. But what is to be, um, what is to be understood by that? Well, first of all, if if you can verify that everything comes and goes, you, the one who is verifying everything come and go, 
relative to the things that's coming and going. You must be stationary. So what is coming and going, not just the memories and thoughts and feelings, but even the sense of yourself as a person also keeps changing. So I'm going to add that into the field of the comings and goings. So something must be, a place must be more stable to observe. These are very changeful states. So what is more important, the changeful state or trying to control the, the, the always changeful state, or to be in the place which is less changeful? And I'm sure you will say, of course. I mean, if it was not the possibility that I could observe and verify that everything I see is coming and going, and there's a habit to identify with them, to go into some relationship with these uh, sensations, and that happens very for almost for everybody. It happened, but now you found something. You found a place where you can observe these things but not observe them with attachment, not to try and control what you see. One of the most, I would say, important advice I could give is to learn to remain in awareness of all the things that come, but also remain aware that you are aware of them, that they are being observed in the space of your being. This is not necessarily a religious perspective it is simply truthful. So somehow the capacity is there to observe the comings and goings, but that which observes them is not coming and going. Now, what has really not made that as powerful as it's going to be for you is because we keep going back like some reflex to the personal identity, which is much engaged with trying to manipulate what it perceives and it's not able to manipulate them. It does not have that power. So I say, stay only in the place of the awareness, and be aware that you are aware, and not the, not the traffic that's coming up in the form of sensation, and memory, and desire, and projections. All this you can be aware of. Simple exercise. Simple exercise. And I say, though, that in the beginning, for most people, when they try to do it, if they're not used to it, they will feel a lot of resistance will come up. Why resistance? If what you're searching for is a stability within yourself, a peace. You see? And then, even if, even if some turbulence come, turbulence is also perceived in you. You don't have to engage. You may feel it energetically present in the body. You may feel the breath is racing, the pulse is beating, the nervous system is trembling. But that's not qualities of the weakness. The weakness is totally untouched. The weaknessing is totally untouched. And I asked you to join me with this and take a look from the perspective I am offering and introducing to you. And I have so much confidence. I said, even in one session, we can do it. What is the obstacle to true satisfaction, true solution, true stability? What is the obstacle? Habit. The habit. 
like some reflex, we find ourselves again trying to control and to and uh, to identify and to. In fact, when we do identify with the phenomena of the mind, you are not good company for anybody. Actually, nobody wants your company uh, because uh, you are in a disturbed state. Would you not agree? We're in a disturbed state, and we maybe go to a company to try and dis- distract us from our disturbed state. And maybe for a few moments we can get distraction. Go watch a movie or. You go and have a, to a restaurant, you can be distracted for a bit, but it comes and goes. You see? So, therefore, I say, persist. The one who is really sincere, it doesn't matter if you fail a hundred times, you persist, and by and by, you become much more stable in it. And it doesn't take long, even on the first try, we begin to, if you hold off from jumping into the into the samsara waters, into the trembling waters. You just remain that you're aware of those as sensations and thoughts, but somehow you're honouring your detachment, your capacity to be detached from it. Look how quickly things change. In a short time, we're experiencing something that many people, maybe most human beings, don't consciously um, become aware of. That the peace is a peace that arises within you. You didn't go outside to find peace. Just by this simple exercise of not um, connecting up with the mind flow and the usual habit, but just as in the same way you can remain detached and be aware of like this. That is all. I feel what is what is the what's the problem? They don't believe me. And I'm not asking for belief. I'm saying, hey, have faith in me. No, have sufficient faith to put it to the test. You see, if anybody put it to the test, I know that uh, very, very soon you come to into that experiential state of tranquility and peace. It doesn't mean it's the end, though. It's not over. The mind will come again. The momentum of habit and condition will come. But again, each time it comes, it can only appear to you who are already here. You are already the space of consciousness that things appear inside. If there was not ego or personal identity, nothing is wrong with your life. Nothing at all. It is only the false sense of self that begins to take credit for or feel abused by, and that identity creates all this trauma, all this pain. So that's the first thing. So again, I present it as a synopsis, a simple way of putting it again. What do I say? I say, learn to observe your mind, your person, and its world. Not by turning this way, you don't have to fall in like this, but just by sitting inside your own awareness, letting the mind arise, not trying to suppress or to control mind and so on for a moment. Sit with that. Sit with it. Some things will come that feels very, very juicy, and some many things will come they are medium juicy, and some things will come that you hardly notice at all. And be aware of them. Don't panic.
honour your capacity to observe with detachment. Keep at it. So powerful it is. So more than intimacy, it brings you to the harmony of being in you. And I'm beginning to recommend it. Do it in the morning, even for five minutes you sit, before you go out into the world. Let it wait for a moment. You can sit for five minutes and clarify your presence before you rush out into the world. Then lunchtime a little bit, or your morning cup. Five minutes. Five times a day you can do this. Morning, lunchtime, afternoon, few moments, evening, before going to bed if you want. You don't have to be strict about what I'm saying, what suits you. Start like that and quickly, you see, it will kick in of its own power. And you'll you'll somehow feel, I want to do this, and then I have to do this, because this is something, not just for me. Your environment will be transformed by it. The people you are in connection will somehow be supported by it. It seems like a lot to say, but I'm saying this because I don't say <clears throat> if this teaching failed, try this other one. I'm not going to give anybody another teaching right now. You see, from nearly um, 23 years, I'm sharing these things. In the early days, speaking about it in many, many different ways. But now it's come down to this. Who, not who can, but who will follow. The one who follow will find. So observe first mind without attachment. Then you come to the sense of beingness, just the sense of I am beingness. After you have been watching the mind without identifying, you discover the space of being. It's right here. Nobody gave it to you, but it's released. It's released from the grip of personhood, and it's right here. And now, after some time, also learn to observe the sense of beingness also. Observe the sense of being also. Because when we observe the mind, you discover the beingness. And the beingness feels, Hallelujah! I'm home, I'm home. I'm I'm I am I'm here God is here. The presence of God is here. Then gradually, gradually, gradually I say, also now when you got the strength, the focus now try to observe also the sense of being. You don't have to create any pictures about that, just that you know you exist. If you know the mind, and then you realize that you're the one who is watching the mind also, then you realize that you did somehow evolve to a higher state, now to be not just the person suffering the mind, but now you are the witness of the person and its world. The sense of being. You practice this, sit with this. It will continue expanding in ways of peace, a deepening of your joy and wisdom. Then what after this one now? Then begin to observe the beingness itself. Why? Because now you say, but even this beautiful state of being, there's awareness even of this. 
and be with this. That's not a mental learning. It's very direct and it's very sweet. You don't have to go anywhere for this. You could be paralyzed, you could be in hospital, you could be on your deathbed, it doesn't matter. You have the capacity to observe like this. Pay attention to your being. Every movement, every thought, every sensation, every pain, every judgment, sense of fear, all of that is just coming and going like clouds floating by in the infinite sky of your awareness. The awareness is not floating by. The awareness has manifested as the witness of all these things. And it is still. And no one has to tell you you are in a higher state automatically, you know. Just like when you, if you the first time you were sick, you knew without anybody telling you something is not right, because you are experiencing a state of disharmony. In the same way, when you come out of the, the chaotic field of mind and person, the unstable field, no one has to tell you this is a better state. You already know. But many people take even this beautiful state as the final thing. I said, no, no. Learn also to observe the stillness. <gasps> find something. You are not going to find some object. It's, ah, now I can see this thing. If you speak about seeing here, it's not an object seeing. It's like the the harmony of this of pure subject, the harmony of yourself. So what we are going to spend time, if we have time today, is bringing you back to the power of this seeing. I'm going to call it the power of true seeing. With your help, I am going to give title to this satsang as power of true seeing. From the first, because the habit is, somebody is going to come and say, Yeah, good, yeah, I know, but what happened in my mind? I say, You know, I don't want to talk about your mind. All boring stories. My mind, this has been happening in my family, la la la. You are not you are not original in that. The whole world is worried about family, about money, about survival, about the body. Okay. I'm showing you the universal remedy for this thing. Because when you're sitting inside your heart, you're not a sufferer. Even if pain comes, even if you're broke, you're not poor. If you are injured, you are not a victim. You are far beyond these things. And you are this also now. But that truth seems veiled or eclipsed by a habit, a kind of fascination and a habit, to indulge with the mental states, emotional states. And this can be changed, not by force, but by persistence and with good guidance, which you are getting right now. Thank you so much. Very good. I've already blessed since you came into my life, and um, yes, the blessing of this satsang and and your pointings. Deep, deep gratitude from my heart. Yes. Thank you. 
Thank you so much.